0: It's time for Fantasy Football Semi-Pros Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Semi Pros Podcast. Once again, I am your host Brandon, and with me is my co-host Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing today? What's up? What's up
0: a little bit better. I only work like nine hours a day.
1: That's definitely a plus. keeps <laughs> going down for you.
0: Better than the ten to twelve to thirteen the sixteen I've been doing.
1: Definitely, definitely. Well, today in store we have a. Uh, we're going to go over a blind resume, so we'll see if Ryan can guess these players. We're going to go not. over some injury updates. And then we're going to go over our My Guys and Late Round Flyers. So, Ryan, you ready for your blind resume? Always. All right. So, I'll give you the position. These both are wide receivers. Okay. And these stats are since 2015. So, player A, they both played 93 games. Player A's had 6,330 receiving yards, 37 receiving touchdowns. Player B... Sixty six thousand two hundred eleven receiving yards, 38 touchdowns.
0: Am I guessing each one individually? Yeah. I'm going to say player B is Devontae Adams. <clears throat> Was he in the league in
1: 2015? I don't know. <laughs> uh, player A... I will say one plays in the AFC, one plays in the NFC. Oh. They play in the same state right now.
0: So it's not Wisconsin. It's got to be Cali. Right? No. Cali? Oh, Texas. Oh, man. (laughs) Could it be Dallas or Houston? (sighs) D'Andre Hopkins wasn't in the league in 2015.
1: I don't know for sure.
0: Well, he's in Arizona now, so it doesn't even matter. Well, um, Brandon Cooks has got to be one of them. I'm going to say player A. Player B, Amari Cooper.
1: You actually nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it took a couple hints, but still.
0: Uh, I didn't know the state. I couldn't have guessed Brandon it. Cooks
1: had more receiving yards overall during that time frame. Cooper had one more touchdown. Their points per game, their points in total, it's about the same.
0: Really? Between Cooper and Cooks? Yeah.
1: And look where all Cooper or Cook has been. Yeah. San, uh, started out in New Orleans, New England, Houston. St. Or not St. Louis, sorry, Los Angeles. It might have been St. Louis temporarily. Maybe. I don't think so. And then Houston. Cooper, I mean, he's been with the Raiders and the Cowboys. Yeah. But just look at the gap on the draft difference on these two right now. What is it? I don't have that note. I don't have it on here, but what I'm saying is Cooper went into, what, fifth, I think it was? Pretty high. Pretty high. And Cooks is going anywhere late to undrafted. Pretty sure I got him in, like, the 10th or 11th, maybe. Yeah. Insane. Like I said, Brandon Cooks, he's an undervalued player. He's been his whole career, I think.
0: Well, I hope he has one of those really good
1: seasons, because I have him, though. I just thought this would be interesting because it shows you, like, one guy's being drafted up high, one's being drafted down low. Mm -hmm. They're right there, neck and neck. Once again, this is one of my other reasons why I draft running backs early, why receivers are out there. Yeah,
0: and there's always going to be those guys that come up. I mean, every year there's some dude that everybody wants. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's for every position. But there's just more wide receivers by volume than there are at the other positions.
1: All right, so now we'll move on to the injury. A few injury updates I would thought were kind of relevant to put in here. the first one Ryan you want to go over? yeah this is news to me
0: I sorry I was not able to look over this um, when this was updated. So Dax MRI is pretty good going as the team expected um, his ankle's healing pretty well. Not his ankle; it's his shoulder. Oh shoot! My bad. <laughs> I forgot oh, yourself so there. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I'm trying not to curse as often. The the Marine blood in me. You know. Yeah, I, can I probably, have a little surprise I for you. Forgot when I forgot the, the shoulder. But I didn't do it this time. I know. Anyway, yeah. So he went through his third throwing session uh, before the preseason game against Arizona. Um, he, he didn't run into any issues, in he opens hope.
1: Actually, from he what I, hopes what I to heard today, he did the, practice today. Oh, he did practice today? Yep. So that's definitely a good sign and puts him on path for week one.
0: You know what? I hope he's good and healthy because I also got CeeDee Lamb. Fifth round, 5.1.
1: Sniped me on that one. Sniped you. I had to settle for Cooper. Oh, for? All right, so next, another guy that a lot of people have been high on, more so in Dynasty, but he's been a late round flyer for people. Rashad Bateman. Uh,. I think it was a core muscle injury. I can't remember for sure. He recently had surgery. That was a groin.
0: so somebody else?
1: That might have been Malcolm Brown. I don't know. I um, get so many updates but,
0: every day, it's hard to keep track. Yeah,
1: he, he had surgery. The timeline that I'm seeing with him, they doubt mm-hmm. we'll see him in September. Um, he might be ready to practice at the end of September, but <clears throat> we probably won't see him until October.
0: All right. Well, I'm glad I have zero stock or faith in that off- him or that wide receiving core.
1: Next one on our list, we got Denzel Mims. He's not probably relevant in redraft right now. Hey, play that sound. Because I traded
0: away a second rounder for Mims.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, good news is they're saying he is working really hard. Then he's not necessarily on that trading block. But he's not currently injured. But the reason he might have been so low, he recently lost 20 pounds due to bad food poisoning. Apparently he had undercooked salmon. Well, that's unfortunate. Yep.
0: I don't know how you can undercook a s- salmon. Salmon. How do you say it? Salmon. Salmon. Then why don't they spell it S-A-M-O-N? Salmon. There's a lot of words you can... The English say. language
1: is jacked up. A <laughs> of,
0: bunch of uneducated folks came over.
1: <laughs> we'll put these words and spell them like this. I think a lot of it was they wanted to make us different than England. Yeah, well. And then we got Carson Wentz. Actually, him and his offensive lineman, Quentin Nelson, they're both saying are trending for week one, which is good news for Jonathan Taylor.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's going to need it. If you have stock in <clears throat> Jonathan Taylor and in- – you know Wentz is going to be hurt, and Jacob Eason really hasn't done all that great, and they've had Sam Ellinger taking first-team snaps.
1: They're apparently battling for the backup spot now.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see Eason <coughs> being with the Colts for very much longer. I don't think Ellinger is any better. I mean, he started out at Texas. He graduated from Texas, didn't he?
1: I think he's a rookie this year.
0: Yeah. He's just
1: drafted out of Texas.
0: There was somebody that was at Texas and then uh, transferred to SMU and is in this draft class as well.
1: But, I mean, that's good news for Taylor. It, honestly, I'd be willing to take a flyer on Pittman, a late-round flyer, if Wentz is back. And then possibly T.Y. Hilton, but he's someone that you can drop week one if he does nothing. T.Y. Hilton had a few good seasons there, though. He's had a few good seasons it, last year. He only really had two, two good games. If you're going to start Hilton... My only suggestion would be to do it against Houston because he goes off against Houston. Yeah, he likes those guys.
0: He likes them boys.
1: All right, so that's our briefing. Injury updates, some that we thought were a little more relevant that we thought we'd go over. Uh, so next we're going to start on my guys. So our my guys are not necessarily who we think going to be the best or who we think is who, – who we want at the top of our ranks. These are guys that at their ADP that we're going to try to draft – we try to come out of the draft with these guys every time.
0: These are these are guys that if you take them around earlier than everybody else is taking them, you're not upset about. You're not mad about. Is that you think that's fair?
1: Definitely. I, I, yeah. There's a lot of guys on here. I would reach a round or two for.
0: Yeah, I would. I would definitely pull some of my guys up a round or two before what they're typically being taken. But that's just because I've had a lot of success with them. So.
1: So we actually we chose one person <clears throat> per position. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. We didn't worry about kickers or defense because...
0: Rodrigo Blankenship is the only
1: kicker <laughs> you need.
0: And apparently Will Lutz is hurt.
1: Yep, Will Lutz got hurt. I just noticed... Core, that He was the one that had core muscle surgery.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I thought Bateman was the growing. I could have been wrong. It but could be. Yeah, I just looked at my dynasty roster today, and I was like, why am I all of a sudden...
1: Honestly, a, sleep, a sleeper kicker pick might be McPherson, the rookie kicker from the Bengals.
0: I think I just... He, like is, he is lighting up that ball. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll see. He kicked but over the
0: net there in Tampa. No reason to
1: talk about kickers. They're kind of flaky when it comes to fancy football. True. Really, when I get, get a kicker, I want a guy who's going to be just kicking a lot of extra points on a high-scoring offense.
0: Actually, I want a kicker who is on a struggling offense that can't punch the ball in from the red zone. So they kick a lot of field goals.
1: Potentially, yeah. If they can't punch the ball on from the red zone, but you got they gotta be getting to the red zone first.
0: Well, within the forty.
1: Yeah. So we'll start with the QBs, Ryan. Do you want to start with your my guy at QB?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kyler Murray, and and the weird thing is, is I I had stock in him on in multiple leagues last year. I didn't I didn't reach for him this year as I took a different approach to my draft. But Kyler Murray single handedly dominated our dynasty league last year. I, I've he did for the first half of the season. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put all my weight on that. Um, Kyler Murray, he's still young. This is gonna be his third season. I, I know Kingsbury says I don't want him to run that much. I don't want him run that much. But you gotta look and at Murray's the Murray's
1: saying it himself too. He doesn't want to run as much.
0: You don't have to run as often. But yeah. I mean, you look at the numbers when Murray has over 60 yards rushing in a game, the Cardinals are undefeated. They're like eight zero. In his first two seasons, if he has 60 yards or more rushing, they're undefeated. When
1: he runs, I mean, that's when he's making his big points.
0: And, you know, we all know how the scoring works in fantasy football. I mean, that touchdown pass might be five points, but that rushing touchdown six. That's another
1: point. Mostly it's not ours. It's four points for a touchdown pass. Really? Yep.
0: Really. I mean, I I, I love love his run game. Um, That defense there is a little bit better, so who knows if they're going to be throwing the ball as much as – they have in the past. But
1: I think they've upgraded wide receiver this year with additions of A.J. Green There's, and, Rondell, and Moore. Rondell Moore. There yeah. are
0: so many weapons in Arizona. I, I will say, shout out to Kyler. Kyler Murray, if you ever see this video somehow, <laughs> last year you won me $60 on a Hail Mary bomb to beat the Houston Texans <laughs> as time expired. And you on a $20 bet that you guys would score over a certain amount of points and you'd have so many passing yards yeah i won 60 bucks off of a 20 dollar bet so thank you kyler that's why you're my guy (laughs) i will say like he
1: he ended up being the third best quarterback overall last year and the way he ended the season that speaks to how good the beginning his season was yeah he was pretty he was the number one overall qb for the first 11 weeks
0: yeah he he's my guy he's my guy at qb if i can trade for him i I might i might sell
1: he definitely he dropped off near the, the second half of the season due to injury Um, But in the 15 games that he played 98% of the snaps, he had over 800 yards rushing and 11 rushing touchdowns. Like we said, those rushing touchdowns are just a huge boost. A lot of people call those running quarterbacks the Konami cheat code. (laughs) Konami?
0: Who's Konami? It's
1: from the old school games, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Something like that. I can't remember exactly. I didn't know what that was called. All right, so like we said, Ryan chose Kyler Murray. I okay. chose a guy. That, I chose a guy that's going later, because I'm that big weight on quarterback guy. And the guy I chose, I've talked about him multiple times so far, Tannehill. It's almost like you want to marry Tannehill. <laughs> it's just he, the last two years he's been QB nine, and he's going as a QB two in drafts. Hmm. So I'm getting value on Tannehill. Right. And then this year, I usually only take one QB, but I took Lance with my last pick. If Lance starts, no telling how dangerous that that could be, and I have an option at QB.
0: Fair, but we're not there yet.
1: We're not there yet, but I just kind of want to throw that in there. Like yeah. Tannehill could be a good gap QB this year for me. That's true.
0: That's fair, yeah.
1: But we kind of talked about in his last 24 starts, he's had 61 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. You love that ratio right there alone. hmm. It's a pass rating of 110.9 and 22.3 points per game. That's, I mean, there's not a big gap between the number one QB and the number 10. <clears throat> uh, Patrick Mahomes has less touchdowns on more attempts, a worse passer rating, lower yards per per attempts, but he does have just .6 more points per game.
0: You know what, though? I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and say, Tannehill has the weapons now with Julio Jones oh, yeah. there to be a top five. That's the next thing I was going to go. Yeah, Adding
1: Julio Jones... That's huge. That's it's,
0: absolutely, that's like mammoth.
1: <laughs> I'd rather have Julio Jones over Corey Davis. You know, oh, Corey Davis oh, yeah. is younger and starting to yeah, break out. But who the just
0: is Julio Jones?
1: Oh, yeah. It's it just, it's going to make that offense that much better, I believe.
0: We're in agreement. We're definitely in agreement there.
1: All right. So we'll go running backs here. Ryan, you want to go ahead with yours?
0: Yeah. I, I, the, this seems like a no-brainer for a lot of people, but I chose this running back because he's typically not the 1.1. You know, he's not the first running back taken off the board. And I made a bold move with the first overall pick in our, our redraft this year. I'm taking Alvin Kamara as my running back all day. And it was a toss-up because I love Derrick Henry just as much as Alvin Kamara. But the PPR league, you got to go with Kamara. I mean this he was not he number one overall last year in fantasy football?
1: I think he ended both up number in, one overall, yeah.
0: Both in PPR and standard, I think, if saw I, if I remember correctly, you can double check me and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, yeah, I know Michael Thomas was hurt last year and there wasn't really a big number two receiving threat, but Kamara led the team in targets last year. Um Especially in the red zone, he had 19 targets, <laughs> which is just under a 20% target share. I mean, this dude, he eats the ball. I mean, and he he just plump. He just, he kills defenses. He's a defensive killer. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, he also, was, last year, he led the team in rushing attempts and touchdowns in the red zone.
0: Yeah, I mean, the dude, he had... What was it? Hold on, let me see this. Oh, we don't have the receiving touchdowns, but I thought I saw 11 earlier in the red zone, 11 receiving touchdowns. I could have been wrong. Um, I I may have read it somewhere, but it doesn't matter. I mean, he had 16 red zone touchdowns alone, and I mean, he's he's just under five yards of carry at 4.9 yards. Not only
1: that, not just getting away from the red zone even. He led the team in targets last year with 111 targets.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned that, but I didn't throw the number in there of targets. But, I mean, the dude the dude is crazy. He's getting five yards per carry and uh, almost 10 yards per reception. If you have that bonus point for combined rushing and receiving yards by a position player, Kamara's going to get you another one or maybe two points. With I mean, we saw what he did to Green Bay. We saw what he did mm-hmm. um, late in the season on Christmas Day. The dude... Or was it New Year's? Christmas. Christmas. Just Cleats. You you guys, (laughs) this is my no-brainer. He's probably not going 1-1 in a lot of drafts like he did in mine. Um, But but he's my guy.
1: It's hard to make an argument against it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I wanted to because personally at 1-1 I'd probably take McCaffrey, but you just can't make the argument against it.
0: No, no. I mean, even, yeah, McCaffrey's up there. I would even say Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb. And there's an argument for a handful of running backs. I'd even say if you took Derrick Henry at 1-1, I wouldn't blame you there either. because that dude He's definitely good.
1: been the most durable <laughs> yeah. running backs.
0: Yeah, year after year. I mean, he <clears throat> did it at Alabama for four years, and now he's doing it in the NFL. He's, what, mm-hmm. sixth season? Fourth, fifth or sixth season? I
1: can't remember because I know he's behind DeMarco Murray for so much. But, like
0: his—but I mean, Henry's this isn't about Henry, but his oh, no. off-season workout regimen is just insane. He'll be here for a while. So
1: Ryan took Kamara. I went with somebody a little bit later. He's going about a round or two later. Depends on... It's sometimes around that 2-3 turn. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Last year, he was the 22nd best running back. He missed, I think, three or four games. And he plays in a couple more. Of those You don't expect a running back to play in all every game anymore.
0: No, especially with the season going to 18 but weeks.
1: You make it... He missed two games. That's a He's definitely in the running back, too. Yeah. Uh, since Mahomes has been the QB in Kansas City, um, CEH has had the mo- highest target share of any running back that he's played with. We remember what Kareem Hunt did with Mahomes. Yeah. CEH is getting a better target share. And that was with Le'Veon Bell coming in last year and taking about half the snaps from him.
0: Yeah, late season. but was that last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, according to the Tampa coach, Le'Veon Bell's been retired for a few seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that's why he kind of confused us all, but it might have been that down to somewhere in tear because right. he was hurt for some of that time. Um, CEAT also received over half the red zone carries for the Chiefs last year. That team's in the red zone a lot. And there's so much that can go on with that offense. And we've seen what um, Andy Reid draws up for this team. It can open up a lot for Allaire.
0: I think with the departure of Sammy Watkins this year, they're going to need to produce some more offense. So I think, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, look what Kareem Hunt did there in KC. <laughs> Andy Reid's an offensive genius. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're He's if, a guru. If you're, if you're a position coach on that offense, you're loving it. You're loving working for Andy Reid. Um, this could be a big jump. This could be a big jump year for CEH to really stamp his name into the record. book. I
1: don't see him. He might have running back one upside, one overall, but I don't foresee it. But I think he can be in the top ten easily this year.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, definitely.
1: I mean, he played a lot last year, and a lot of people were disappointed because of the hype that came with the offense he came to.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, I know you were high on him last year. I was
1: high, but I was still also kind of hesitant.
0: You also got, you also were a little bummed out when I drafted him this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's because he was my guy. 3-1. <laughs> <Three one. laughs> I, was, I, I was hoping that he dropped down to me at 3-6, which I had done quite a few mock drafts, and he had. That's true. But, I mean, I didn't get him. I'll live with my team.
0: Yeah, I love those little Those receiving backs, man. As much as I love Derrick Henry, (laughs) I love my receiving backs in PPR leagues.
1: All right, so next we got wide receivers. So we'll start with Ryan's. I will say this guy we both had on our list, but I was nice enough to concede to Ryan to let him pick this guy. I
0: don't remember who my second guy was. So what we did was we both wrote down two names uh, without looking at each other's notes, and then we consolidated them, and it was like, okay, if we had the same guy as our number one, it's like okay, you can have them or whatever. So I went with T. Higgins. I, I mean, the dude put on he, he, he had a fantastic rookie year.
1: Oh yeah, no, it, no doubt. He didn't really. break into a, to it until a few games in.
0: Yeah, I mean, even then, I mean, the,
1: the, he led. He led the team, or he had an eighty-three point three-three completion percentage in the. Red yeah, run.
0: so I mean, if, if you're a quarterback and you're, if you're Joe Burrow, and you're like, I'm gonna throw it to this guy. There's. Basically, a nine out of ten chance he's going to catch the ball no matter where I put it, because um, not every not every reception T Higgins had last year was on the money. No, uh, he made especially so adjustments. when he had Finley and Brandon Allen throwing. Things. Oh yeah, absolutely. The guy just he's a he finds the ball and he and he he owns it. He takes it. He, he doesn't care who's in his way. And then another stat that you know you want to, you want to include here is he caught ten of twelve targets in the red zone. I mean, those aren't necessarily touchdowns they're just targets inside the 20-yard line so i mean it's still
1: good it shows he's being targeted in that area which is something you really want as a fan as manager. seldom
0: as the Bengals were in the red zone last year that's that's a good look and i know there's a lot of people that are saying oh but jamar chase jamar chase this jamar chase that i
1: wanted to add into that i was actually going to bring that up there's 117 targets vacated between the loss of aj green and john ross this definitely can feed all three wide receivers here. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm thinking, now you got Jamar Chase, and everybody's going to be concerned about him. I think T. Higgins, th- there's no way Higgins flies under the radar, but I think he kind of, he waltzes in the back door, maybe. Uh, doesn't get as much, attention, uh, as much of attention as he did last year. I think these numbers are going to go up. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I just think T. Higgins putting on muscle mm-hmm. and, and focusing on, you know, running routes and getting better at route running, even though he's already good at it. And Chad Johnson's saying, you know, he's a better wide receiver than me. Yeah. He's it, better he, than he, I he was. Yeah.
1: Uh, did you hear, like, when uh, T. Higgins was choosing the number, he went to uh, uh, Chad Ochocinco to make sure he could use eighty-five. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no one stopping him from using it for the right, i was like, Right, I want approval from the man himself.
0: <laughs> right, right. And I think that's cool and all, but we all know Chad. Chad doesn't care. He's oh, yeah, let's like, he yeah, go make, make it proud. Yeah, yeah, that's all he
1: said. He's like, make it proud. But – I mean, I will say, like, if, for a while there, I was higher on Chase, but I've backed off a lot since, even before yeah. the reports started coming out that he wasn't getting separation. I will say I'm not worried about Chase either because in his college game wasn't getting separation.
0: No, he's just a bully. Uh, mm-hmm. He goes up, he posts up, mm-hmm. like a big man in college basketball but or the NBA. And I still, I the rank these down. guys,
1: Higgins, Chase, Boyd.
0: Yeah, Higgins is the clear number one there Yeah, for I, me, for me. And plus, I think it should be for everybody else out there, too. If you're smart, if you're going to target a wide receiver from Cincinnati, I think you got to go Higgins.
1: I will say one thing you see a lot, when a rookie when rookie wide receivers and quarterbacks come into in the league together, they have a bigger bond. Yeah,
0: look at and uh, they,
1: A.J. Green and Andy Dalton. Right,
0: even the, as much as I hate the red rifle, the red
1: rocket, or whatever you want to call them, they, did, they were pretty solid together. You're right, you're right. Yeah, they get a connection. They grow together, and they rely on each other. Tell us about
0: your guy. Yep, your wide receiver.
1: I want my like second I'm still choice in the on show this. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to highlight Higgins more because he was my first choice as well. Sorry, man. It's fine. I think you
0: got a good one there.
1: Oh, I, I agree too. Jerry Judy's the guy. I chose um, last season. He had a twenty point six three percent target share. That might come down a little bit with Sutton coming back, but. You got, you're knocking off a different number three receiver at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tim Patrick's is going to be as, evolved as involved as he was last year. Uh, Locke has definitely looked much better this preseason than he did last year. They're saying this is a lock that they drafted now. Right. And even I, if it's Bridgewater that wins this job, last year Bridgewater supported three top 25 receivers. So, I'm not too worried about whoever, whichever quarterback takes this job. Well, what do
0: you always tell me? Play your studs. And Jerry, Judy's a judge.
1: <laughs> he's, a, he's a stud. Um, I, I do say that a lot to you. Play, Start your studs. Start your studs. Uh, I mean, have you seen video of Judy running routes this year? No, no, I have not. They were having joint practices, I think, with uh, the Rams. Burning people? He was just... What me you He was making... Um, Jalen Ramsey looked
0: dumb. Well, it was like, <clears throat> man, could you imagine having Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Jerry, JG, Jerry Henry Ruggs? Henry Ruggs to throw to. All, all the include, same team! i including
1: Najee Harris in the backfield. Yeah, back Najee Harris <laughs>
0: running in the backfield. Yeah, I mean, mm. I remember watching him at Bama because they're always on primetime, and it's like, okay, well, I guess I'll watch this game. And I like Nick Saban, I think he's a good coach, but I digress.
1: Judy, Judy's going to be a stud one day. Oh, yeah. He had great route running in, in Alabama. Oh, oh yeah. He, he suffered from some drops last year, but drops can be fluky. Amari Cooper had the same thing for a couple of years.
0: Yeah, that really made me angry.
1: That and I will say Locke wasn't the most accurate QB last year.
0: Or the year prior.
1: Well, Judy was the only uh, last well, year. Well, I guess
0: so. I'm just saying in general, Locke is uh, – we know Locke's history.
1: <clears throat> yep. But like I said, I'm not worried about who, whichever QB wins this job. Talent rises, cream rises. I like
0: that. Do you Google that?
1: No, it's a common saying.
0: Uh, I have never heard it.
1: (laughs) Cream rises to the top.
0: I have never heard that. I heard early bird gets the worm, but (laughs) I am certainly not eating worms, and I am not up early. Yeah, you kind
1: of remind me. You remember Dumb and Dumber? And he's like, what's that saying? I? And you like, you just start listing a bunch of them all. <laughs> no, that was basketball. That's what basketball. <laughs> One day I'm going to... Oh, that's I'm a good gonna one. one. I'm going to write this one down. <laughs> one day I'm going to be a big sports star. <laughs> so next we got tight ends. Ryan, you want to go with... We, we let Ryan choose two because one's more of a symbolic choice. This is out of
0: complete respect and just a common bond, I guess you could say. My guy and he always has a spot on, on one of my rosters, doesn't matter how <laughs> how thin I am at any position group is Derek Carrier. Last year, did you know he caught one hundred percent of his passes? It's only like three, but still that that's a I want a guy that can catch the <laughs> ball and not drop it. No, but in all serious, Carrier, good luck this year. I'm gonna Except go, when you play the Bengals. Yeah, don't
1: You don't, can have a good game but just don't win. Right, right.
0: You can have the game of your career. Just don't beat us. I'm going to still go with Hayden Hurst here Mm -hmm. at tight end. Um, Now, my thought process here is if if you miss out on on Kelsey or Kittle or Waller, Hawkinson, you're kind of just... It's you're a diamond. Yeah, dozen. You're, you're
1: just hoping somebody breaks out like a Logan Thomas or a Robert Tunyon last you're, year. You're just reaching, right? You're just reaching. But I like, I like where Hayden Hurst is, and everybody's going to say, oh, Kyle Pitts,
0: Kyle Pitts. But as you had mentioned to me the other day just through an everyday discussion, Pitts is being lined up. Kyle Pitts, the rookie tight end, draft out of Florida, he's being lined up in the slot a lot. And Hurst is on the field with him. And, again, I'm going to go back to when Austin Hooper was the tight end. Him and Matt Ryan were on it all the mm-hmm. time. And we know Atlanta
1: just historically loves their tight ends. Not uh, only that, in the argument against Pitts, and I'm not even going to say it's a true argument, it takes rookie tight ends a few years to actually come into their own. The last yeah. one that came in and really produced his rookie year was Evan Ingram. And that was out of necessity. It's more when you're a wide receiver tight Yeah. End. Which is going to be Pitts.
0: Right. I mean, Pitts is a great – he's an athlete. Pitts is an athlete. So you can line him up in that Mm -hmm. slot.
1: But I'm still saying – To kind of go along with that, there's 138 vacated targets last year from Julio Jones leaving. So mm -hmm. there's going to be enough for Hurst and Pitts to get their due.
0: Well, like like we've discussed as well a little bit earlier, this guy, this new head coach, Arthur Smith, I mean, when he was at Tennessee, he ran two tight end sets – the you know majority of the time, so I think we're going to see a lot of Hurst and a lot of Pitts on the field at the same time. Um, who's going to support Calvin Ridley as a target hog? I don't know. Other than these, other
1: and Russell Gage are the one and or the two and three right I, now. And who are the? I mean. They've had some flashes, but, but they haven't done anything consistent. We saw last year with Julio out. I mean,
0: Calvin really just went through mm-hmm. the roof. I mean, he was the only guy, and nobody could cover him. So that's great. But now, now let's get the ball around. Let's get some pe- more people some space. And see, get them the ball. I think Hurst is in a really good spot right here still, even with the high draft pick of Kyle Pitts. I do
1: think this year Hurst is going to be a. Uh, he's going to be effective still. He can definitely produce some weeks, just like most of those back-end tight ends.
0: And here's the thing, a lot of Next leagues... Next year,
1: I'd probably be avoiding him.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing, a lot of leagues have that uh, <laughs> that tight end boost.
1: Not a lot, it, but it is a tight end premium.
0: Tight end premium, one and a mm-hmm. half
1: points per reception. You put Oh, yeah, one and a half. Yeah, they one get and an and extra half. half a point.
0: So I mean, if you if you feel like it, throw them in your... See how it goes, and then throw them in one of your flex positions. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's only if they do a, a tight end premium on it. Only,
0: that. only.
1: I mean, I still have Hurst in one of my leagues. I traded a second-round pick for him in a dynasty league. I also still have Waller in that league, so I'm not relying on Hurst. But he's got a decent bi-week fill-in for me. In oh, yeah,
0: point. absolutely. I mean, he didn't do terribly for me. He didn't win me no. games, but he also didn't lose but me. But that's going
1: to be most of those late-round tight ends. Yeah. Unless you get one of those top studs, you're probably going to be streaming or just kind of hoping for a big touchdown game.
0: Yeah, or somebody gets... Comes out of nowhere, and you can pick them up Mm -hmm. waivers.
1: So, I chose, I kind of went with one of the middle guys. I went with Mark Andrews. Uh, Mark Andrews, he definitely has Lamar Jackson's trust. Uh, He was targeted the second most on the team last year. That's saying a lot for a tight end.
0: And and with all those targets there. or Sorry, all those weapons there.
1: Well, yeah, now they have even more weapons. Last year, they didn't have a lot receiving loss. I
0: feel like, was it Boykin and...
1: Boykin and Sneed. Actually, it wasn't even Boykin. They had Willie Sneed. uh, I can't remember who else. But this year, they added Sammy Watkins. They drafted Rashad Bateman. What the heck is his
0: name? Marquise Brown. Oh, yeah. Hollywood. Jinx. (laughs) Brandon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we watched too much How I Met Your Mother.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a Jinx role if, if I call it.
1: He finds. That might be the first time I he's think, ever gotten me. You're probably right. I think It is. <laughs> I wasn't gonna do it because I was trying to just run the podcast, but
0: we got a little bit of time.
1: Um, but last year, like I said, he led the team in targets with 90, and that was with missing two games, I think, due to COVID. Uh, he had a 22.9 percent target share, and he was the most targeted in the red zone with a 29.85 percent target share. So in the
0: red zone. A third of the time that they were third of the snaps. In Baltimore. When Baltimore had the ball in the red zone, they were going after Andrews. Yep. Bam, I would have wish I didn't, excuse me, dang, I wish <laughs> I would have known. Bam
1: <laughs> wish I would have known that when I was drafting. I but, try to tell you, Andrews is a good good solid draft pick there. Well, BS. Um, but I mean you gotta love a tar- a tight end that gets targeted in the red zone. That's where a lot of the mid to late tight round tight ends make their money, make their points. And
0: yeah. Touchdown catches. I don't care if you have 16 touchdown catches a year, at least if it's one a game.
1: Well <laughs> now seven. Yeah, as long as it's one a game for a tight end, I'm happy. Yeah. That's not gonna lose you a week. No. So Koen, do you want to run over run through your my guys again?
0: Yeah, so my guys at QB, I had Kyler Murray. Um I don't know, maybe because I played we don't have to break it down again, but <laughs> I was a mobile quarterback ish because I had to be by necessity because he was my
1: left tackle. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't the worst guy on that offense.
0: I, I think I think the I think the mobile quarterbacks bring an exciting <laughs> touch to the game, um, and I know you got your your guys like Peyton Manning. They're exciting too. Uh, Alvin Kamara at running back. He's he's always going to be my guy. T. Higgins will be my wide receiver. As long as I can get them, And then I would say Hayden Hurst at tight end.
1: Which I think I ended up getting Higgins in our, in our Keeper League. Yeah, in our you, Keeper League. You took league. Lamb, I took Higgins.
0: Because you took Higgins first. <laughs> Higgins wasn't there.
1: I would have taken Lamb before Higgins. Oh, oops.
0: Well, oh well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, and my my guys, I had Ryan Tannehill, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, Jerry Judy, and Mark Andrews.
0: I remember why I took C D over. Because
1: he's been Higgins. showing
0: out. Well no, I just thought, you know, the way Cowboys were going off last year before Dak got hurt and Dak's coming back and Dak's mm-hmm. pretty healthy and just fingers crossed and all the reports we had been hearing is Joe Burrow's a little bit struggling a little
1: bit. That's actually starting to change. Yeah. He's starting I hope, to come back around. I hope who
0: day, baby. Who day
1: But I mean I said it our first podcast. I want stock in this Cowboys offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I'm think i pretty sure that's why I took C.D. over Higgins. You're listening was to me. Not, for not, not, <laughs> it wasn't intentional at all. I thought Higgins could drop to me in the fourth.
1: So next we got our late round picks, our late round flyers. These we're looking for are people that are in the double-digit rounds, round 10 or later.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, These are basically guys that you're not relying on to win your league, but – they're it, not. They, you want the high you guys you these are basically I like considered a lot of these guys are the Ricky Bobby types. Ricky if Bobby. you ain't first or last. Yeah. Right, right, right. And these are the guys that could potentially give you that very high ceiling, but they have such a wide range of outcomes right now.
0: I guess. I don't know. I Most feel like them. I feel like my QB is pretty consistently high. He's not Your
1: well, yours is a little bit different in this case. So we'll go ahead and start. You want to go over Go ahead and over your
0: QB. Yeah, I went with Matthew Stafford. Um, I personally haven't had to rely on Stafford in any league, but he's always been kind of a a bench player for me because Mm. nobody really plays Matthew Stafford. But you go through it week by week by week, and you're like, I can plug him in for a bye, and he's only – I mean, compared to Kyler Murray, he might be a five- or six-point differential, but
1: he's consistently Not right that, there. Like, like I said, he's QB 13. There's a minimal point difference between that QB 1 and QB 13.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's so serviceable, and even now I think I picked him up, and it was super late. Uh, I think I got him I around. think you only
1: have one quarterback on your team because you have Rodgers. I thought I had enough.
0: No, nope, you have one. Oh, uh, yeah, I Rogers. went running back heavy. <clears throat> so Stafford might still be out there. I don't know. But I do have him in a dynasty league.
1: I will say the one thing that scares me about Stafford, and he's tough. This (laughs) is a tough SOB if you've ever seen one. Yeah,
0: he threw a touchdown pass with a dislocated Dislocated
1: shoulder. (laughs) He was out of the game. They called timeout. He's like, no, I'm going in. I'm winning this game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) His throwing shoulder was dislocated. It's the Rams.
1: But he's still, he's injury prone a little bit. At least lately. He's had back problems, thumb problems. He's already had an injury scare this season. But... At the late round, he could be a decent filler if you wanted to go one of those rookie QBs late in the draft. Right, right. And last year, he averaged 17.82 points per game. That was a little bit low, but look who he was throwing to. He didn't have his number one receiver for most of the year.
0: He had TJ Hawkinson.
1: (laughs) Hawkinson, Swift. That's it. Marvin Jones actually is an underrated.
0: Yeah, he showed out. He shows out wherever he goes.
1: Yeah, so I chose, I usually don't use a, a draft a second quarterback, I've talked about this quite a bit, but this year, and I already referenced the guy that I chose, I chose uh, Trey Lance. If you've been on Twitter at all, Trey Lance can do no wrong right now, um, but his mobility and his arm offers tremendous upside. Uh, via the athletic, an NFL defensive coordinator said it would not surprise me if Lance is starting midway through the season. I think he's a little bit of Mahom type traits. Sooner when Jimmy G gets hurt. You're not you're not rooting for injuries, but no, but I do think that to, is a legitimate possibility with Garoppolo. He's I been mean, hurt every is, year. Yeah,
0: this is third season with the 49ers, and I mean he's only played <laughs> one full season, I think.
1: And he did take him to the Super Bowl that one year.
0: Yeah, that one year.
1: This this could be a wasted pick for me. He may not see the field as a starter, but he is my last pick of the draft.
0: Yeah, he took him round 15. I'm throwing a heard, flyer right?
1: on somebody that could have quarterback one league winning upside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're always looking for that late round quarterback that can show off. Two years ago, I think it was it was Patrick Mahomes.
0: Or no, yeah, three years three ago. Three years ago.
1: Two years ago, it was Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Last year's Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. You're looking at possibly Trey Lance, Justin Fields, someone like that that could take the role this year. Yeah. So I, this is one of the few times I've actually done that. And I know my guy's Ryan Tannehill, but I think Lance has a better upside if he does start.
0: And that's, that's the dilemma with fantasy football. Do you play the guy that's been hot for a few weeks over your guy who might be <laughs> off and on a couple of weeks in a row? That's the hard part, man. Making that making that switch.
1: So next we went with running backs. Ryan's first pick. He actually wasn't being drafted in in the double digit rounds. He was, so we gave him his second pick on this one.
0: I don't think I had Hines.
1: Hmm. What? You had Gainwell. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. Memphis.
0: Yeah. My my. Gotta keep an eye on here just because the backfield in Philadelphia and the whole offense there is just kind of it's a dumpster fire more or less and I think Gainwell has great EPR upside.
1: Um they did just cut carry on Johnson. So that makes a little bit more space for him.
0: Yeah, I think I just think his athletic ability, his size kinda of worries me a little bit, but you don't get to the NFL without being a, a pretty tough. And pretty durable at the running back position.
1: Yeah.
0: So I'm I'm not saying take Gainwell in the 12th round. I'm not I'm not saying don't even draft him at all. He's going to be he's, he's Yeah, gonna he's be out, out the there way, So if if you're waiting and you want to see how week weeks 1 and 2 go, I don't know how that uh, that offense is going to operate, but especially dynasty, I think Gainwell's a good third round pick here. Yeah, there's definitely worse draft. that you can have. Like, yeah.
1: I don't think Miles Sanders is the answer there, Mm-mm. and Boston Scott, he's just I old. Don't, he's he's older. I don't think he's old. I just don't think he's the answer either.
0: No, I mean I don't think Gainwell's the answer either. I think this is going to be running back by committee, and then the best guy's going to play. And mm-hmm. at this point, I just think now, he's got a lot of potential.
1: The positives to Gainwell, they are saying he's going to have a he may have a similar role to Naheem Hines. Okay. Decent PPR back right there. Right. that's I, mean, I stated that
0: at the beginning yep. of this section was um, the PPR value. that It's huge.
1: Per Dave Spadaro of the Eagles' official site, he said he's had a lot of touches in camp, and as the coaches move him around the formation uh, and take advantage of his receiving skills and open field ability. So mm-hmm. they
0: might be lining him up in the slot.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're hurting at receiver.
0: <laughs> hey, get your targets, young man. <clears throat>
1: I mean, he's definitely he's a guy to keep an eye on see how he does. He could be a late round or waiver wire pick.
0: Yeah. 14th, 15th round.
1: Mm-hmm. Or deep, At deep the lane. highest,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, running back for me, I chose Gus Edwards. Late round running backs, they're all a dart throw. Pretty much. Gus Edwards is that guy, if Dobbins goes down, he's going to have a role. He's going to, he, he, where is it? He's yeah.
0: going to have a role. They just gave him $10 million well, yeah. for yeah. two years.
1: He just signed a two year, $10 million contract. Mm. His carries increased last year after they started phasing out Ingram. He averaged over five yards a carry last year. It's pretty solid.
0: I mean, if now, you're chasing around Lamar Jackson all damn day, yeah, you're going to get a little bit tired. Oh, yeah. Oh, all <laughs> day, day. <laughs> all the day. We're trying to train him, guys. Dang. <laughs> Pavlov's Law. <clears throat> But if I don't coast, you gotta give me a treat. <laughs> I did <it> was Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, he I
1: he might be Derrick Henry light, like a backup. He's he's similar to Derrick Henry where he's a downhill type runner. Yeah, he's he's not gonna catch the ball much, which Lamar Jackson's not dumping it off the running back anyways. No, he's just running. And five yards of carry, that's that's Pretty impressive.
0: Solid. I mean, it's hard to not get the guy a ball when he's
1: doing that. So I, I'm willing to take a shot at him late in my draft, or if I have Dobbins, I'm definitely drafting this guy. Right. All right. So we'll move on to wide receivers. We got a couple more's on this list.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wanted to go with the guy Ryan chose, but I knew he was going to choose him, and oh, really? I liked the Elijah Moore a little bit better. So we'll let you go over Rondell Moore because we both really like Moore.
0: Well, and here's the thing, I. Uh,
1: Mm-hmm. And we, we've pumped up Rondell Moore
0: and we could look like complete fools or complete geniuses or just like every other professional fantasy football, whatever. Analyst. Uh, yeah, analyst. And say, oh, man, we knew from day one this kid was going to be great.
1: But. We both have called our shots in dynasty Leagues. I drafted him in one. He drafted him in another.
0: I drafted up to take Moore with the number nine overall pick. Yeah. And, and, and that was a off. one
1: QB. I took him with the first pick of the second round in, and in the Superflex League, which they're about the same spot.
0: Well, in that league, I took more at number nine. I unintentionally sold my team <laughs> 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 without even realizing it. And the next thing I knew, I was like, "Ah, crap, I'm not in contention. You've been know. saying
1: that you needed to rebuild anyway. It, it was
0: a rebuild team. Okay, I took it over last year. Anyway, hey, Cliff Kingsbury said this uh, in, a, in an interview recently. Since day one. Uh, Rondell Moore has acted like he's belonged here. Um, that's good. You want to see that from a rookie. You want to see that confidence. But
1: His yeah. first preseason the game in limited snaps, three receptions for 23 yards and two carries for 16 yards.
0: But what you need to understand is every touch of the ball he had went for over seven yards, none, none of them. So it's not like, okay, so, you know, three catches for 23 yards. Okay, well, that average is this. No every single touch of the ball was for over seven yards mm-hmm. i mean that that's pretty impressive
1: i mean we, we saw and we saw it at purdue yeah, we, yeah. he's oh, yeah. explosive with the balls and the ball in his hands mm-hmm. he can make just about anybody miss and a lot of people are comparing him to debo samuel who has a similar type role with the 49ers yeah um last year this team was forcing those bubble screens to Larry Fitzgerald.
0: That's not a guy you Larry want to Larry Fitzgerald's a...
1: great, but that, at his age, those aren't the kind of plays he needs. You got to get him downfield. But, yeah, I agree. Um,
0: I think there's a lot of upside of Rondell Moore. I think I took him with number 12.
1: Something like that. I
0: just knew that if, if I if
1: had <laughs> – At I that have... point in the draft, if he didn't draft him, he wasn't coming back to him.
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was 12-10 I got Rondell Moore. And I knew, yeah, if it snaked back because I was the turn – Uh, I knew once he had two picks to go, Rondo Moore wasn't going to get back to me, and I figured
1: I'm going to take a shot. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of seeing a theme here. Uh, We have a lot of rookies on these late-round picks. Rookies, they do take some time to start actually producing, especially wide receiver. I chose Elijah Moore. He's had glowing reviews out of camp. I mentioned it earlier you like to see a rookie and a, a rookie wide receiver and QB grow together. Mm-hmm. That builds a, a bond that just it's hard to beat. And I think I've said this one before as well. The Jet, A Jets beat writer has said, I think the craziest thing about Elijah Moore is every day I come here saying, I'm going to focus on someone else, then he makes that impossible. <laughs> he okay. has potential to be, I think, a, a two, one or two, the top... 10 to 20 wide receiver this year.
0: Okay, so wide receiver one or wide receiver two,
1: not just the flex. Yeah, back end wide receiver one. Okay. Yep. Um, The Jets offense, they're probably going to be throwing a lot. Zach Wilson is getting a lot of praise out there. And he he could be really good. It, mm-hmm. That's going to be up in the air. But some people had him rated as the second best. Some people had him rated as the fourth best QB coming into this draft. Well, it depends. Rookie, on what you're uh, for. quarterbacks are some of the hardest uh, scout. <clears throat> yeah, I mean Ryan Leaf. But yeah, <laughs> people argue with Leaf. Was he better than Manning? People argue that he should have been taken before Manning.
0: Yeah, well, he wasn't. <laughs>
1: so I mean, I
0: mean, just think about that. Would the scripts have been reversed if you know Manning would have went to San Diego? Oh, right, I I understand. Yeah, are crazy, right? And then all those quarterbacks that the Browns have drafted
1: (laughs) in the last couple decades. Yep. But I think Elijah Moore, he could be something special. Yeah, Corey Davis is there, but he may take over that number one role. Mm Mm-hmm. Quite possibly. So our last position, we got some tight ends. Ryan, you want to start with your late-round tight end? I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) I know why you like him. Doyle rules,
0: okay? Jack Doyle, Indianapolis calls. Okay, last year he was second amongst the tight ends and um, red zone targets in Indianapolis. Uh, the leader of those targets, from the tight end position at least, was Trey Burton, and he's he's not there anymore. Um, and, and we know Carson Wentz loves tight ends. I mean, look at what he did in Philly with Ertz. Goddard and Ertz. Um, and he got Mo Cox there with Doyle. But Doyle's one of those guys that he – don't realize he's doing so well mm-hmm. until you take a look back on the week and and just if he's on your bench, you're like, gosh, he scored 12 points this Why week. Why you catch yourself there? Oh man, he scored 15 points this week. What the heck am I doing? Why am I not playing this
1: guy? Yeah. He, I mean, he's one of those guys. He could be a tight end one on the week. He could be irrelevant. Tight end dud of the week.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's the
1: thing. I'm. I think Mo Ali Cox is going to be the tight end for. To own or to draft an in indie if you're drafting one personally, okay. but I mean, I mean, like I said,
0: but this is my late round, yeah. This isn't my tight end to have. <laughs>
1: well, that, that's what I'm saying though. I if I'm taking a flyer on an indie tight end, it's Mo Valley Cox, fair. But as I said, uh, Wentz has fed the ball to Ertz and Goddard for how many years now? At least five, so uh, it, it, it's up in the air, we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't know why. I just like Jack Doyle. I adore rules.
1: <laughs> so I chose, uh, it's a more of an athletic tight end. He was a yeah. converted quarterback. He's finally starting to figure out the role, and we saw it last year. Uh, Logan Thomas. He just signed a three-year extension with Washington, and he's probably playing with the best quarterback he has for his career now with Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Uh, I know that's saying a lot. <laughs>
0: Oh well, yeah, Dwayne Haskins.
1: Dwayne Haskins, uh, Kyle Allen, Tyler Henneke, Alex, Alex Smith. Smith was Alex Smith is a very good quarterback, he very made, good NFL quarterback.
0: Unfortunately, his career was cut shorter than it needed to be.
1: He just he, he always caught tough breaks. Especially Kaepernick that, taking up Kaepernick taking over for him after an injury. And and San Fran, Patrick Mahomes basically just outshining him.
0: Yep, Casey, and then
1: He's broken leg,
0: cracked his leg in half, and. Oh, gross.
1: A lot of people say that Comeback Player of the Year award, it should be named after Alex Smith now.
0: Yeah, that was disgusting. I saw the documentary on ESPN about that.
1: Anyway, Logan Thomas. But, yeah, last year he had a 19.13% target share and a 24.68% target share in the red zone. In the red zone, a quarter of the targets are going to this monster. (laughs) Yeah, he's a big dude too. I think he finished tight end four on the year last year. And not only that, Last season, he led tight ends in route runs, not routes ran, and was third in routes ran from the slot for tight ends. Huh. So he, not only is he staying in, he's getting out there, like we talked about. What Kyle Pitts is going to do.
0: Right, right. That's a good guy to have, <sighs> especially late if you can get him. Like, I, I think you took him, didn't you?
1: No, I took a uh, Kelsey in the second.
0: Well, I thought you took another one lately. Late.
1: Nope. If I if I draft one of the top three or even Andrews where I'd, say, I'd, I'd go top five or six, I'm not drafting another time. Nah, that's fair. Even even if I take a late one, I'm probably not drafting one because I can get one off the waiver wire that I can just plug and play.
0: Right, you're right.
1: But, I mean, I have Logan Thomas in a few dynasty leagues. He's somebody that I'm willing to run with my, as my number one tight end in those. So that's all we have for today. Uh, once again, as we kind of go over every week, Actually, I didn't want to throw one more in here. We've got our first official show nickname. One of Ryan's favorite quarterbacks out there. Ryan, you want to tell him who that is? What? One of your favorite rookie quarterbacks out there. <laughs> Mac Jones. We got a new nickname, and every time we mention it, we're gonna to try to play this drop. Mac Jones. <laughs> Mac <laughs> Ten. He's wearing number ten. Mac Jones. And South Park's funny. And there's a Call of
0: Duty Warzone weapon called the Mac 10 SMG.
1: So I figured Mac 10 works for him. So every time we Mac, talk about Mac Jones, Mac Jones, <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad. I just wanted bad. to bring that out just for fun. We're trying. Yeah. We're going to try to eventually grow more of our drops. We're going to have some more stuff in there.
0: Yeah, I'll find some stuff.
1: Well, we come up with nicknames for players all time. We got one for Joey Burrow that we don't want to uh, say on here because it's not the best.
0: If you take it out of context, <laughs> you're fine.
1: Joey Big Balls
0: Burrow, said real fast so the kids can't hear. <laughs> we but call him that there.
1: just because he makes those big, big plays. <laughs> big cojones. Big, big guts plays.
0: Big <laughs> <laughs>
1: But we'll try not to use that one on the podcast. Mm, it's not family friendly. But we're gonna try to come up with more as this goes on. Maybe get some drops, or we we'll just hear us uh, reference them by their nicknames eventually. Yeah. Uh, so as always, follow us on our social medias, Twitch. We're actually gonna try to start streaming a little bit earlier on Tuesdays. So yeah, I your schedule like a little bit earlier now.
0: Yeah, finally an adult
1: work schedule. We'll probably we will try to get about six six thirty somewhere around there.
0: 645 ish.
1: So look for us then, uh, Fancy Football. Semi-Pros on Twitch, FF Semi-Pros on uh, Twitter.
0: Come on, big guy. You got it.
1: I can't remember these off the top of my head anymore. Yeah,
0: there's so many of them.
1: (laughs) So Twitch, we got Fancy Football Semi-Pros, Twitter (laughs) FF Semi-Pros, YouTube FF Semi-Pros, uh, Instagram Fancy Football Semi-Pros, and our email FF pros at gmail.com, and Facebook Fancy Football Semi-Pros. I think any one of those, we have a link to our link tree, which yeah. will take you to any one of those sites as well. Mm-hmm. So if you can find that, you're golden. Like, like, share, follow, interact with us. Or We're you
0: hunting. can uh, hit me up on the Book of Faces,
1: the Facebook. Uh, you probably know me. You I'm Ryan Coons. I'm pretty famous. Face- I... <laughs> you can get them on Facebook or in- Instagram. And Ryan I'll Coons on Facebook, R Coons15 on Instagram. Yep, that's it. I'm Brandon Barber on Facebook. We're just Barber89 on Twitter and Barber B Barber 73 on Instagram. Mm. I don't tweet. I don't Twitter. I don't um. really tweet. Tweeter. I should get a tweeter. <laughs> I just had an office flashback there with my shirt. Uh no, I, I don't tweet much, but I do get on there, and I like to follow the fan, the fancy football news more so. I'm just saying, if you
0: want to ask us questions, and you're feel like, free hey, to do so. Where's your YouTube link? I can't find it. I'll be more than happy to copy and paste it to you. Hey, and ask us your questions, guys. We want to we want to make this more interactive as we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're only at about maybe 10 viewers on Facebook average.
1: Yeah, our our first video, we had 60-something viewers. These last few, we've had about 10 to 20 on each.
0: Yeah, we're trying to make these time-friendly so they're not an hour's long or over an hour long. So you're sitting there like, oh, these douchebags are going to shut up. (laughs) I don't know if that's... I will say, I think
1: an hour long is not bad for us going one day a week, when a lot of fancy football podcasts, they go every day for over an hour.
0: Yeah, we're going to try to work on an MP3 format, like a, a straight podcast format as well, see what we can do. Yep, I'm going to start researching
1: there. that soon, too. So you um, won't
0: have to kill your battery on your phone.
1: But once again, we appreciate any views we have, any mm-hmm. interactions. Please like, share, subscribe, help us grow. Like I said, we want to grow not only what we have around us to make... This more aesthetically pleasing, but we just want to eventually do this full-time.
0: Yeah, maybe one day.
1: Maybe oh, <laughs> dropping a podcast every day. Every day. Uh, five days a week, I should say. Not every day.
0: Yeah, I do need my weekends. I I need to g- golf.
1: <laughs> golf, fantasy, <laughs> watch football. I need to
0: mow the grass. <laughs> Play with your dogs. I need to take my dogs for walks. Watch
1: UFC fights.
0: UFC is important. Definitely. Violence,
1: Call Duty, Violence
0: <laughs> <Call laughs> of Money, <duty>. <laughs> Warzone. Hey, if you play Warzone, let us know. We'll add you on the the Xbox and uh, or Activision. We'll play. We'll play with you guys. I don't care.
1: He likes to yell lots of people. I do out,
0: scream huh? a lot. Yes, that's true. I'm getting better though. Or even
1: I Minecraft. We we. I play a lot of
0: Minecraft. Minecraft. I I do play a lot. So of we're welcome
1: to interact with you guys just by any way we can.
0: Yeah, let's make this fun. Let's make it fun. Let's let's help it grow. Uh, to steal the old Nick Mercs. Quote, Mike the video. <laughs> I love Nick
1: Merckx. Anyway, yeah. I think it's all we got, right? That's all we got. Be safe out there. Have a good day, night, weekend, whatever, whenever you're watching this. And
0: keep on keeping on.
1: Keep on keeping on.